Well, hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 189, and today we're going to be talking about product research validation and also a full workflow to actually going through this process. I'm going to show you how you can minimize the risk and different things that I do when I'm looking at a product. So this way here, I don't just look at the numbers, I look a little bit deeper, and I'm gonna go through exactly what that is. Now, I wanna remind you that we do have transcripts now available that you can download. I'm also going to give you a video walkthrough on this episode, so if you go to the show notes, you're gonna find a video there of me walking you through this process. Okay, so you're looking over my shoulder. Uh, That is going to be available at theamazingseller.com forward slash 189. Again, that's theamazingseller.com forward slash 189. And I'm also going to include a special cheat sheet that goes over this process, all right? So you're gonna wanna download that as well. So I've got transcripts there for you, I've got a video walkthrough, and I've also got a special cheat sheet for you to download as well. Because I think it's really, really important that we understand this and uh, really don't get, uh, I guess, misled by the numbers, okay? Because you gotta look a little bit deeper, and I'm gonna show you exactly what I look at and what you can look at as well, all right? now. Before we do jump in, I want to say, hey, welcome, welcome back. This is, uh, again, another episode that I'm really excited to do for you and just hang out, right? Just hang out with you guys. Now, if you guys want more TAS, more of The Amazing Seller, more of the podcast or just hanging out with me in general, you can head over to Periscope. If you guys are brand new to Periscope, check it out. I'm hanging out over there a lot where we actually jump on and do some live interaction over there. It's kind of like Ask Scott sessions, but right there on Periscope. If you want to hang out over there, just uh, go to periscope.tv, download the app on your phone, and uh, search for Scott Volker. You'll find me. And then go ahead and follow me, and then you'll get notifications. You'll hear a little a little whistle. It'll go... And then that means that I'm doing a live Periscope. You can also watch a replay there as well. But uh, yeah, I'm having a lot of fun with those. And just being able to interact and connect with you guys is just awesome. So definitely come on over and say hello. The other one that I'm playing around with is Snapchat. It took me a little while here, but my son did convince me that I should probably give it a shot and that I wasn't too old to use it. (laughs) So I am using Snapchat. I am snapping, as they call it. So you can find me at Snapchat, and uh, you can get uh, some daily chats there or snaps or whatever they call them, snaps, right? So yeah, go on over and check out that at Snapchat. Uh, Just download the app and then uh, search for me. Uh, My username there is ScottVolker1. So if you want to search for me, just search for Scott Volker one, maybe leaving, maybe even leave me a snap and uh, let me know that you found me. All right. That'd be cool. All right. So today what we're going to be talking about is how to do product research for depth and data validation, because I think it's really important because a lot of times what we'll do is we'll look at the numbers and I've done this. Okay. I'll look at the numbers. I'll get all excited because you know, there's low reviews and there's high sales. Well, that's usually a red flag. Not always, but a lot of times it is. And it doesn't matter if you're looking for a product that's a $10 product or a $150 product. It really comes down to doing a little bit more research um, than just looking at the surface, all right? So that's why you want to be able to do this because here's the thing. You could find a product that looks really, really good. The numbers look really, really good, but what you didn't realize is that they just ran a promotion 30 days ago and they gave away 800 units, and uh, now all of a sudden you're looking at a product that really didn't have any organic sales or even any paid sales, and they were just 
pro mode. And that's going to give you false numbers. And we don't want that. We want to be able to validate and verify that those numbers are as close as possible, but also gives us a little bit more history about that particular product or that market that keyword. And again, I'll go into detail. And in that video, I do walk you through one example using the garlic press. Uh, but I give you the example walking you through kind of like the different steps. And I'm going to walk you through them here in, in this audio because this is audio. You can't see me doing it, but I'm going to walk you through it and try to have you visualize what it would look like. All right. But you want to be able to do this because I can't stress this enough. There's a lot of people out there, including myself, doing promotions promotions when you first launch. And that's that's good. That's what we want to do, right? We want to get the, you know, get the ball rolling, get the momentum going, get some sales in there and, and start ranking and all of that good stuff. But the thing is, is we need to understand that other people are doing that too. So we don't want to look at those numbers and you know get excited and then find out later that uh, we should have dug a little bit deeper. All right. And we can also look and see what the prices been, you know, or the price adjustments have been done over time. We can, we can see that. And that's what I'm going to be showing you as well. And also, is there a special time that this product's selling? Is it just now or is there other seasons or is it consistent or is it trending? Um, all of those different things. And I've touched on a few of these, but I've never went through an exact like step by step type thing. And I'm going to give you these in four steps. Okay. It's really not that difficult. Uh, there's four steps. There is three tools that I use. Okay. And technically you can cut that down to only two tools because one of the tools is integrated into the one tool. Okay. So that's what I want to do here. So let's just, let's just dive in. I'm not really sure how long this is going, going to be this episode. I'm going to walk you through the steps. And then from there, I will uh, kind of like do a little recap, but then I'm going to try to explain it as detailed as possible. But then you're going to probably want to check out that video because I do walk you through it and you can visually see what I'm talking about. All right. So here we go. Step one, the very first step. Now, I'm not talking about finding the product, okay? Let's just pretend that you're already there. And if you have not, I should have probably said this in the beginning. If you're not there yet, if you haven't found that product or those products that you're looking at, if you haven't done your daily touch list or if you haven't done any type of you know brainstorming or any of that stuff, you really need to do that first, all right? The other thing you can do is go over to episode 56 and episode 161 I did with Greg Mercer and we talk all about, you know, product discovery and product research and that type of stuff. But right now, I'm just going to assume that you have your garlic press selected and you're looking at that particular um, product or that keyword, okay? So step one, let's just say that we go to amazon.com and we search for garlic press, okay? Now, on that page, we're going to usually get 16 results, okay? That's usually what's going to come up depending if you're on a mobile device or, you know, what your browser is and all that stuff. But let's just say that there's 16 results and now we are going to want to look at those numbers and primarily we're going to look at those top 10, right? You guys all know that if you've already listened to episode 56 or episode 161 or if you heard me talk about this before. This is where we're looking at the depth of the market, okay? Now, the depth of the market basically means, and if we're going after selling 10 a day or 20 a day, if we're selling 10 a day, it's 300 units per product that's selling. So if we found the top 10 are selling 300 each per month, that equals 3,000 sales per month across 10 products or 10 sellers. That would be, you know, our a, a good depth of market, okay? Then we also want to look at the reviews. And if we look at the reviews and we see that, you know, everyone has 500 or more, that's going to be harder to compete with. Again, I'm not really going to cover that in today's um, episode, but I just did want to touch on that because those are the things that I look at and then the price. But let's just say that we look now 
at the very first page for Garlic Press. And now what we're going to do is we're going to want to look and see the number of sales. Now, the first tool that you are going to, to need if you're doing product research, okay, now you don't absolutely have to, but it's going to make your job a lot easier. And this is what I use. So I'm just going to give you exactly what I use. And that is Jungle Scout, the web extension, okay, or the browser extension, the Chrome extension. Okay. This isn't the web app. This isn't like product discovery. This is looking at the data. So it's that it's, it's a little, uh, uh, it's a little icon that sits up in the right side of your browser. And, um, from there you go ahead and click on it. Once you're on that one page that you've got your results. Okay. So the first thing that I do is I type in garlic press in Amazon. I search, I get that first page and I instantly hit that little JS up in the right hand corner and I click on it. And then that's going to populate all of the numbers. Okay. It's going to give me the price. It's going to give, it's going to give me averages too, but it's going to be the price. It's going to give me the amount of sales uh, and it's going to give you estimates. Now, a lot of people say, well, how accurate are they? There's a lot of other tools out there that are doing similar things. I've found that Jungle Scout is the most accurate and I compare that to my own numbers, but I also compare it to other people that I know who are selling that share their numbers with me. So we have really come to the understanding, I think, that Jungle Scout is usually, depending, I can't say 100%, but it's usually a little under. So if you're selling, if it's saying that it's selling 500, it might be 600, but I'd rather have it less than more, okay? But I look at those numbers, okay? Now we establish the depth. Okay. And in this case, in garlic press, I'm not looking at the screen right now, but it was like really high. Let's say like 3000 sales for the first seller, 3000 for the second seller, maybe 2000 for the third and 1500 for the fourth and so on. And then it, it maybe down into the 12th or the 13th position, you know, there was someone there that stood out to me that, uh, only had 63 reviews. Okay. And then from those 63 reviews, they had like 750 sales, maybe 800 sales. So I'm like, whoa, right? That gets your attention, right? Very few reviews, right? We're comparing reviews to the top five. Each of those have like a thousand plus, right? And again, that's when we talk about product research. We don't want to compete against people that have a thousand reviews out of the gate, especially for product number one. But you're looking at that, right? So we're looking at those numbers. We're saying, okay, the top five all have a thousand reviews and they're selling like 2,000, 3,000 units per month. But then we look down at, you know, number 12 position and we see that this person here, this one seller has 800 sales, but they only have 63 reviews. Wow, that's pretty good, right? That's We can compete with that, okay? So now what I want to do is I want to validate and I want to verify that those numbers are true, they're accurate, because here's the thing. Someone could have ran a promotion, because if that's a brand new item and they ran a promotion and they gave away 750 units, and let me just tell you, there are people out there in competitive spaces that are giving away that many units, right, to compete. So maybe right out of the gate, they gave away 700 units. Well, they didn't really sell 800 units like, you know, that number says. Did they produce, you know, a sale through a promotion? Yes. So is Jungle Scout right? Yes. But that doesn't mean that that's an actual full price sale. Okay. Do you follow me? I think you do. Okay, you're all shaking your head. Yes, I get it. Okay, good. It's kind of hard when you're talking on a podcast. You want kind of that interaction. That's why Periscope is so beautiful, guys. If you guys aren't following me on Periscope, check that out. I love it. Um, okay, so what you want to do now is you want to be able to verify that. You want to be able to say, okay, I want to know how long this seller has been selling, and I want to see their pricing. I want to see all of that stuff, right? So then that would take me to step two. Okay. Now, step two, 
Okay, if all the stuff looks good in step one and I found a couple that I wanted to dig into and I wanted to verify that they weren't skewed because of a promotion, I'd move to step two. And in step two, what I'm going to do is I'm going to take those sellers that I'm interested in or that I'm looking to do a little bit of investigation on or a little investigative work on, right? I'm going to bring them over to a site called camelcamelcamel.com. Now, you may have heard me talk about this one before. If you haven't, it's a great little site. It gives you some data, some history, and all that stuff, okay? So camelcamelcamel.com, and I go there, and then I take the URL. I copy the Amazon listing. I take that URL, or you can even take the ASIN if you wanted to, and I copy and paste that in there, okay? Or I paste it in there, and then from there, I hit enter, and I let it come back with the data, Okay, the first thing that I'm going to want to look at is see how long it's been selling. Now, it shows you the entire duration. It'll say all. So when it says all, there's a little slider there on the right-hand side. Like I said, I showed this in the video. So if you want to check out the video, definitely after you listen to this, go over to this episode and listen or and watch that video because I show you exactly what I do here in this example. But you can set that to a month, to three months, to whatever, right? But I do it for the full duration. So I put all. So it'll tell me if it's been selling for a year, I'll know that, Okay. And in this particular case, this first one that I looked at uh, that had 63 reviews or something like that of a low number, um, I seen that they started selling in October, okay, of 2015. So it's been out there a little while. So this number is is kind of, you know, true. It's, it's accurate, okay, for the most part from what I can see, right? So the next thing I would do is I would want to see, okay, now let me go ahead and see the price. So now I can look at the price and I can see what they started the price at, what they lowered it to, what they raised it to. I can see if I, if they started running out of stock, I could kind of tell because they, they increased their price by, you know, two or three times. And then once they got back in stock, they lowered it back. So I can see all of that stuff and it gives me a good idea of what they did in order to be successful. Okay. So I'm modeling what they're doing and I'm also wanting to see that, okay, this isn't just a fluke. They've got 63 reviews, but they are selling pretty consistently right now with this particular, you know, listing, okay? And I can look at that, and then I can look at the pictures if I want to. I can look at the title. I can look at all of that stuff, okay? But the main thing right now is to see how long they've been selling, okay? And then I can rule out if it's a promotion that got them there and that skewed the numbers, or in this case, I can say, well, they've been running since October, so it's probably not a promotion. I mean, I can't guarantee it's not a promotion, but there's a good chance. Now, if I went over there and I did that same exact thing and I seen that they started selling 30 days ago, then it would be a red flag. I'd say, okay, that's a promotion. I'm going to discard that one. I'm going to go to a different one, right? So that's just going to rule out that one. I might go to another one in the top 12 or 15 or whatever, find another one that only has 100 reviews, and maybe they started selling you know, a year ago, and then I get some numbers. But that one... I wanted to definitely do a little bit of a background search on, okay? Now, the next thing, again, the second part of that is then I want to look at the price because the price also shows me what they started at, what they've increased it to, what they've, you know, what how they've played around with the price, if at all, and what it did to the BSR. So it'll show you the BSR ranking over the course of that time. It'll show you all of that stuff on a nice graph. So that's camelcamelcamel.com. Currently, that is free. I would definitely, definitely recommend that. It's a great thing. You can also set up alerts that alert you of your competitors. It's not meant for this. It's really meant for people going here and, and taking a product and plugging it in and being notified if that price drops. 
Okay, so for us, what we can do is we can use it as a tool to let us know what our competition is doing. So if it goes up or down, we can get an email that says, hey, your uh, your garlic press or, you know, the one you're looking at just went up by two dollars or it just got lowered by two dollars. So we can see that. Um, so that's another little thing that you can do, another little trick. All right. Now, the third thing here that I do is that then I look at the Google Trends. Okay, and I've talked about this before, but this is, again, part of that process, okay? Then I look at the Google Trends. I look for seasonality. Again, this is only if it passes the, the test in step two, right? If it passes those numbers, then I bring it into Google Trends, okay? And then I look at the seasonality. And in this case, if we're looking at Garlic Press, Garlic Press and a lot of other products, too, in December is the top sellers. You can see the peak all the way in December for the past, like, 10 years, practically. I think it was since 2005. Um, so you can see that. But then you can also see that it, it goes down, but then it comes back up and it goes down and it comes back up, but not as much as December. Like November and December, of course, fourth quarter, it does well, especially a garlic press, right? Gift. People are giving it as a gift. Um, so, you know, that's why that has those spikes. But that doesn't mean that I wouldn't sell that. It just means that there's spikes in November and December, but throughout the rest of the year, it's still pretty consistent, okay? There's still a good amount of searches being done for that. And really, the way that the Google trend works is not necessarily for sales. It shows you the activity being done on Google for the search term garlic press. So it doesn't really tell us that that's what it is in Amazon, but it does give us a good gauge on the market and as far as how many people are searching for that, okay? So that's Google trends. Now, one little side note, if you're using Jungle Scout, okay, as your main tool to do this kind of data research as far as like pulling out the numbers in, in the beginning stage here in step one, there's a little tab um, in the pro version that says trends. And if you click on that trends, it will automatically show you a screenshot of uh, that particular Google trend for that keyword, okay, and for that thing that you're looking at. So you wouldn't even have to leave Jungle Scout in the beginning. So you could technically do that like right out of the gate, okay? But if not, you can always just head over to Google Trends. I usually do the Google Trends things last. I don't really look at it in the beginning, but you could. Um, but this way here, you can look at the trend and see if it's something that's going up. You may also see that it was, wasn't as popular like five years ago, but it's starting to gradually get more momentum throughout the years. Um, that's a good thing because we have an upward trend. Um, but I really like to look at the last 12 months and then also maybe even the past 24 months. And then you can see steady trends like in December, every December it's peaking because of fourth quarter. So we know that if we wanted to do a launch for a garlic press, best time would probably be late summer, early fall. And that way we can get our, our listing kind of rooted. And then from there, when we do um, have a nice base of reviews and stuff and we're starting to rank, when there's a lot more traffic, we're going to start showing up. We're going to get more sales, okay? Now, I said there was step three. Actually, there's step four. Let me give you the fourth step here, okay? And this is something that you don't have to do, but it does also show you if that particular seller is using review groups, okay? So what I do is I look at the reviews that have come in on that listing. So if there was 63 reviews, what I would wanna do is just click on their reviews and then I would wanna start scanning and seeing if I see I received this item um, for my, um, you know, as a, at a discount for my, uh, you know, unbiased review, um, you know, or for my honest, uh, you know, review. So I would look for those things. I'd look for videos, I'd look for images and I could kind of get a sense if they're promoting. Now, if they're not promoting and you're not seeing that, that's even better because that means that they didn't really do any promotion to get where they are, 
right? But that doesn't mean it's a deal breaker. It just means that they've done that. It's worked for them. So you're probably going to have to do one or two as well. But in this case, 63 reviews isn't really a lot of reviews, especially when you're going up against, you know, a couple thousand reviews or even a thousand reviews. That seems like it would be hard to compete. So just wanted to kind of throw that out there. You know, looking at the reviews can also give you a little bit of a sense of how long they've been selling. You can also look at like uh, you can go to the reviews from you know, oldest to newest or newest to oldest, and then you can kind of see when they got their first review, and you can see what kind of review it was, and that can give you a sign as to, you know, are they brand new, or when did they start selling, or again, you can just go to camelcamelcamel.com, and you can find that there, but these are just different ways to do a little bit of research in the background, right, not just looking at the number on the surface. We got to go a little bit deeper. We got to look at the history and that will help us, you know, really determine if this is something that's just skewed because they ran a promotion or if it's something that we feel has been kind of in there a little while and it's been doing, you know, pretty good. And we can feel comfortable and confident at least, you know, the best that we can that we're going to have you know, a better chance of succeeding selling a product like this or similar to this, okay? And not to mention, you know, when you're doing this too, when you're in those reviews, look at the negative reviews and really see what you can do to improve it. I think that's huge. A lot of people aren't doing that. That's something I'm going to be doing more of and really understanding those flaws and then trying to fix those flaws and then bringing them to the surface, I think can also help you convert and also have happy customers. If you have happy customers, guess what? You sell more, right? So that's just another little side tip there for you. All right, so... This is the way that I go about reducing the risk by doing some investigation work, okay, investigating work. This is, it's kind of like you're, you're, you're that person behind the scenes that's kind of like, okay, this stuff looks good, but now I got to do all of these other field tests and I got to see if this is all, you know, true or at least, you know, the best that we can determine is true, all right? So again, let me just kind of recap what we're doing here, okay? Number one, this is working when we have a product that we're looking for, okay? So when we have a product or five products that we're looking for, we're gonna do the search in Jungle Scout, okay? Or first we're gonna do it in Amazon, then we're gonna pull it up in Jungle Scout with the, with the web extension. We're gonna look at the numbers, we're gonna look at the depth, we're gonna look at the demand, then from there, we're, if all that checks out, then we're going to move into step two, where we're going to take the sellers um, that we are targeting, okay, the ones that we feel that we can possibly compete with. Again, some people say, well, Scott, what if, uh, you know, the top three sellers are all selling 2,000 units, um, you know, is that is that okay? Is that too competitive? And they all have, you know, 500 reviews. Is that is that okay? Well, it you got to look deeper, right? You got to look at the at the fifth and the sixth and the seventh and the eighth, and then look down the list and see if there's any other sellers that are still selling the amount that you want to sell. If, if you want to sell 10 units a day, then you got to see 300 in the monthly sales, right? So once we get to that point and we say, okay, I see number eight and number nine, they look pretty good. They have less reviews. They still have good steady sales. They have a good selling point. That's the other thing too. You want to look at your selling price. Um, if you see that, you know, they got 800, uh, sales, they got 63 reviews, but they're only selling it for $3 and 99 cents, but everybody else is selling for 1799. That's going to kind of make my decision a little bit. Uh, you know, it's going to play a little bit in, into my decision-making because yeah, of course they're selling more because they're selling it at you know, a less you know expensive price. So that's what you also want to look at. I should have probably mentioned that before. So that's another thing. Okay. But what we want to do is we want to look at, you know, take that, take that one that we're interested in now that, you know, it's kind of proved itself to us on the surface. Now we want to move to step two, which is going to camelcamelcamel.com. We're going to take that URL from that listing. We're going to copy and paste it into, um, 
the camel, 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 and then we're going to look at the BSR over time. We're going to see how long they've been selling over time. We're going to look at the trend as far as like, you know, the not the Google trend, but we're going to look at the, at the uh, you know, the BSR graph and all of that. We're going to see how long they've been selling. And then we're going to look at the price. We're going to look at the different price that they came in at, what they're at now, what they did in the middle. If they ran out of inventory, you can tell that because of the of the bump in, in price because they were trying not to run out of stock. All those things, that's step two. Step three, we're going to look at Google Trends for seasonality or when is the peak time for these products or this product. And then step four, that's a bonus one. Step four is, is to look at the reviews and see how many are from review groups. Again, this is giving us a sense if this is an active um, seller that is reaching out for reviews. Um, and that's pretty much it. That's the four steps. All right. And this is going to allow you and myself to be able to lessen the amount of risk. doesn't mean that it's risk-free. Okay. And anyone out there thinking that this is risk-free, it's not, there's always a risk in anything that you do, whether it's in this business or any business. Um, but this is a way to really validate and verify before you jump in. All right. And again, the tools that I mentioned is number one, jungle scout. And if you guys do not own Jungle Scout, like I said, you can you can go through my link and get $10 off uh, of that uh, of that web extension. And that is uh, theamazingseller.com forward slash JS, or you can find it in the show notes as well. Number two is camelcamelcamel.com, okay? And that's free as of right now that I know it's free. Uh, and then three is Google Trends. And again, if you have... Uh, Jungle Scout, you're going to have Google Trends right inside of that app, so you can use it in there, or you can just use it externally. Again, that's free. Great resource. You'll also get other ideas looking at the Google Trends, too, so if you see that, it'll show, it'll show you suggestions um, around that keyword, so that could also give you ideas. Um, but a little bonus tip here for you, okay? While you're looking at these brands inside of Jungle Scout, Okay. While you're looking at these brands, maybe the ones that are interesting to you or in, that you're interested in, because you know the, those numbers look good, right? What you want to also do is you want to click on the brand name. Okay, their brand name. If it's X Y Z, whatever garlic presses, you want to click on that in the Amazon listing and see what else they're selling. Now, why would you want to do that? Well, I'll tell you why. Because if they have more than one product that's selling around that garlic press and they're selling 800 units a month on the garlic press, well, those other products could be helping to feed those sales. So that also could come into your into your uh, mind that, you know what, they've got other products that are supporting this one. It might be, that might be part of the reason why they're successful. So can I still come in here and be successful without having those other supporting products? But here's the big but. If you go do that little exercise that I just shared with you and you see that they're not selling any other products and it's just the one product that's doing that, well, then that's a good sign because now you can say, well, I know that there's only one product right now that's that's driving this and that's the main product, right? So that's another way to really kind of do a little bit of research to see the strength of the brand and the power of the additional products that's wrapped around that brand. Now, if that brand has other products, but they're in multiple different product lines, like they sell a garlic press, then they sell a tennis racket, and then they sell you know, bowling shoes. Well, we know that the bowling shoes is not going to help sell the garlic press. You, you understand what I'm saying there, right? I mean, it's like we want to see if they have other products, like a lemon press, a garlic press, a garlic bag, you know, these types of things. That would help to sell that garlic press, right? So again, that's just another thing that I look at to see kind of like this, you know, how seasoned the brand is and and if that brand is really positioning that one product around other products or nested in other products to create a product line. So those are different things that I look at 
Again, just kind of running you through kind of these these steps and kind of like the checklist that I use to go through this when I'm doing product research. All right, so I want to remind you guys, all right, I put together a video for you that walks you through everything I just went through, okay? You can find that on this episode, which is 189, so that's theamazingseller.com forward slash 189. You can watch the video right there. I'll embed it right there inside the show notes. You're also going to find the transcripts, which you can download or you can read them right there. And I'm also going to have a special cheat sheet download that will give you this process kind of mapped out for you so you can kind of walk through it. All right. So that's it, guys. That's going to wrap it up. I really wanted to do this because a lot of people ask me, you know, like, Scott, how do you do more extensive research once you find something you're interested in? And I've explained it, but I've never explained it on the podcast, and I wanted to do it here today, and I also wanted to create that video for you as well, which took me a little bit more time, but I think it's going to be worth it because when people ask me now, I can point them to this resource, which should help them and hopefully help you. All right, so that's it, guys. That's going to wrap it up. Remember, I'm here for you. I believe in you, and I'm rooting for you, but you have to. You have to. Come on. Say it with me. Say it loud. Say it proud. Let's do it. Take action. Have an awesome, amazing day, and I'll see you in the next episode.